Keisha, your host, and I'm excited you're listening again. This journey isn't easy, but it's well worth it. Episode 2, Saving Her. Leaving was necessary, but I also had other things I was battling. Where do I go? And who am I? Were the questions I asked myself when I laid in my apartment on the carpet without my kids. I made a decision and I needed to stick to it. And I needed the kids to understand that this was going to be okay. But how would I get them to do that when I didn't even realize that I never believed it myself? Anxiety and depression became my friend. And then on top of that, I found out I was pregnant. This pregnancy was like no other because I couldn't keep her. The audacity of my body to fail me again. So with one scheduled surgery, she was gone and my body and mind were empty again. And here came the questions. One, do I go back to him? Because you see, this was in the beginning of February, and I really didn't have anybody to rely on. And he was there. Of course, he's always there. He's never too far away. Or do I stay in my own apartment and bed these friends? These friends that I call on when I don't have anything else. Anxiety and depression became my friend when no one else would be my friend. So I decided that I would start drinking. I decided that I would drink wine because who else would think I was a drunk if I drank wine? Everybody drinks wine. And I remember getting one bottle after the other. First it was social, then it was so I could stay awake. Then it was so I didn't have to feel pain. Then it was so I didn't have to feel anything. A few more days of drinking would do me some good, I thought. I could overcome this. All I had to do was pretend again. Who would know I was hurting and dying inside? I remember waking up every morning looking at my body in disgust while thinking I made all the wrong decisions. Hmm. So why would this decision be anything less than that? Wrong was what I did. It was how I got my kids. So I thought it was how I got married. I never asked God for permission. I just knew that I didn't want to live in sin anymore because I was a Christian and I went to church. So I needed to make sure that this time me being married was special, but it wasn't. After 19 years of battling anxiety and depression, I decided that I was going to leave. I decided that I was no longer going to be in captivity, but I still was. So, going back would be a mistake. But how do I begin to move forward? Because nobody ever taught me that. Nobody ever taught me how to move forward. Nobody ever taught me what it took to just stop and think. I was always on a roller coaster and it never seemed to end. It never seemed to go anywhere. It always just seemed to collect more innocent riders. And I was on it and it just seemed to keep going over and over and over again. There was no conductor. There was no stopper. There was just me screaming, silently screaming. 
So work and wine it was. Work and wine, that is. <laughs> Who would know, right? So this was my journey for five whole months. Until one morning at 2 a.m., I cried sitting on my toilet. That's kind of where it happened. I called my sister friend and I remember saying, I can't do this. I can't take care of these kids. I can't live this life. And I remember her saying, Keisha, get it together. You have four kids that you need to take care of. They need their mother. So you need to take care of them. Even though she was saying those things to me, it still didn't register. It still didn't click. It still didn't motivate me. It still didn't move me. I was in a funk. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to turn. I just knew I drank. And drinking was it for the moment. So, one thing I knew for sure was I hated my body. And I was going to get weight loss surgery because it would make me feel great again. I decided to go to weight loss surgery, um, to weight loss surgeon, and meet up with him. He told me that I need a therapist. Go figure. A therapist to have weight loss surgery. Hmm, that's funny. So I found this therapist, and I walk, remember walking into her office and saying, so I just need you to sign this paper, and I, I need you to approve me so I could get weight loss surgery. I don't need you to do anything else. I just need you to sign this paper. And she said, okay. But first we need to talk about why you want to get surgery and what will it help. I didn't know that I had more than a little bit to work through. I didn't know that um, I needed to work through abandonment. I didn't know that I needed to work through anxiety and depression. I knew they were my friends, but did I necessarily want to get rid of them? I didn't know. I didn't know I needed to work through a divorce that was going to happen because I needed to leave. And I didn't know that I needed to lose weight the correct way. I didn't know that I needed to treat my body with respect. All I knew was I needed to lose weight and she was going to sign this paper. And by golly, I was going to lose that weight and I was going to feel happy again. I think that's what we do. We get into this thing of If I fix my outer appearance, my inner appearance will just magically glue itself together. That's what I thought, at least. You don't have to agree with me, because who would agree with someone who didn't even know who she was, right? So I was 36. I had four kids. I was separating from my husband of 19 years, and I didn't know who I was. But all I knew was I needed this weight loss surgery and it was going to make me feel great. In the meantime, in between time, I didn't know anything else. I knew I didn't want to be a wife. I knew I didn't want to be nobody's girlfriend. I knew I didn't. I knew those things. But I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I came from. I didn't know anything about me. So she told me to hold on to my seat because... I was going to figure this out, and she was going to hold my hand in the dark. That's the one thing about a therapist is they hold your hand when you're hurting, when you're in pain, when you can't turn around because you're scared of what's behind you, and you can't look forward because all you see is darkness. That was me. That was me almost there a year ago. I couldn't look forward 
I couldn't turn back. And I dare not look on side of me because I had disaster all around me. So, I decided to sit in the seat and hold on to it because this was going to be it. Either I was going to sink or swim. And by golly, I was going to swim this time because I'd sank every other time. I had sank so low that I don't know if anybody ever seen me sinking. I think they just thought, she's okay. She's smiling. Her smile is so beautiful. But inside, I was dying. I had friends around me. I had best friends. I had associates. I was going to church. I had my kids around me, and nobody knew that I was dying except for one friend. I remember her coming to me and saying, you're not okay. That's kind of what started this, that not okay part. But I also had a good friend who is my sister, um, and she gave it to me straight because she's going to school to be a therapist too. Salute to her because she's going to be an awesome therapist. So I decided that I was going to go into this therapist's office and I was going to do that thing. Did you know that women of color don't want to be in anybody's office telling anything that is not okay with them because we were taught that what goes on in our house stays in our house. To be honest, I was abused for the first six years. Um, And then I was emotionally abused. I wasn't okay. And nobody seen it. Or at least I thought. People may have seen it. I had people telling me to go back. I had people telling me that I would be okay. But I don't even think I thought I would be okay. Because, to be honest, I wasn't okay. I remember sitting on my bed one day. And it was just me. And I remember thinking, I'm, I'm going to fight to save her. I'm going to fight this time. I'm going to fight to save her. And when I get out of this, nobody but God is going to be able to say that he did it. Not my mom, not my dad, not my sisters, not my children, not my ex. Nobody but God would say that he did this. He blessed me. He sustained me. He encouraged me. He loved me enough for me to see myself. So I don't use statistics. That's one thing I won't do on this um, on this platform. I won't because we're not numbers. We're humans. We're women. We're strong. We're intelligent. We're successful. We are business women. We are entrepreneurs. We are whatever we say we are. But that goes two ways. We can build ourselves up or we can tear ourselves down. And in the process of building ourselves up, We can also build our children in the process of tearing ourselves down. Excuse me. We can uh, tear our children down without realizing that that's what we're doing. Um, So basically, when we're brought up, we are taught to endure. We are. We're taught to hold on to it. We're taught to sober up, which means suck it up. 
um, get it together. Don't say anything because who wants to hear it, right? It's almost as if we as black women can't seem to get out of our own way to seek the help we need. Who are you today? Who did you pretend to be yesterday to cope? Those are the questions that we don't often speak about. Anxiety is a pest and depression hangs on to its coattail. After many months of drinking and crying and fighting, I decided it was a time for a change. But that decision came when my sister spoke into my life about me getting my butt into the mindset that I still needed to raise my kids. It didn't happen overnight. It sure wasn't going to be pretty. It was a total mess, believe me, crying, sitting in my car for hours crying. It was brutal. There were more tears than I thought that I could handle. But all my might, I was determined. I was determined this time to make this time stick. This time I walked out so many other times and I came back. But this time I was going to survive this. I was going to stick it out. With all my might, I was determined. <laughs> I was determined to not go back, not re-injure myself. Kind of like when the coach takes you out of a football game and tells you that you got to sit out. Because if you don't sit out, you're going to re-injure yourself. But you also have to go to the doctor. And you also have to do whatever the doctor tells you to do. So, you go to the doctor, right? You sit in the doctor's office. They tell you, well, you're out for six to eight weeks. And then... You can try to go back in. But I was going to be out permanently because I had injured my heart more than I could count. And it needed a new coating. It needed a new lifeline. So I decided that at this moment, there was no going back. There was going to do life the correct way. So I listened to the doctor, which was my therapist. And I said I was determined, right? Remember that? I was determined to not go back. I was determined to raise my kids. I was determined to find love. I didn't know how that looked. Didn't know how a healthy relationship looked. But I knew I wanted one. I knew I wanted to experience one. I knew I wanted to love again. I'm a hopeless romantic by heart. Believe me. (laughs) I love love. I love seeing people in love. And I was going to teach my children that it was okay to love. It was okay to embrace love. Because I didn't want that taken away from me. And I didn't want that taken away from them. So, but that being said, I knew I had to fight against drinking. I had to deal with, while fighting against drinking, I had to deal with shame, guilt, anxiety, depression, misery, loneliness, and pain. I wanted to figure out who I was under all the abuse and chaos. So with that, I thought, here goes everything I got. I was ready, and my heart was too. A quote I could leave you with. Healing may not be so much about getting better as about letting go of everything that isn't you. All of the expectations, all of the beliefs, and I had so many, so many beliefs. And becoming who you are today, January 20th, 2021, I am 
almost to where I should be. But I am still fighting to save her. So I'm going to leave you with this. Remember to inspire somebody to heal because you don't know what it takes to just walk out and just leave it all behind and try again. I don't care if you try several times, but this time may stick. I left six times, counted six. Six times I left. This is my seventh. And come February, it will be a year. So I encourage you to keep trying, to keep motivating yourself, to keep living, to keep breathing, to keep pushing, to keep inspiring yourself. One day at a time, one minute at a time, one moment at a time, one breath at a time. And with that, I'll say good night.